Hey, business building warrior. This is Jim with another episode of Silent Sales Machine Radio. I've got a guest today. Her name's Susan Gilbert. She's one of our coaching students who's building an incredible business. She sells some on eBay as well, mostly on Amazon. She shares her numbers. Beautiful business that she's built. Basically, she's earning somewhere between, we figured, $30 to $40 per hour net profit with a very flexible schedule, homeschooling her kids, supporting her husband's ministry. They've been pastors at a church for, I think she said, 25 years, I believe, something like that. Homeschooled their kids all the way up. Beautiful, flexible lifestyle using e-commerce to fund the schedule of their dreams is maybe a good way to, to say it. She uses the replens model that she learned from us in the proven Amazon course. You'll hear her reference that as well. You'll hear her drop some names of some of the people that she's worked with in our community over the years that have helped her and mentored her along. Specifically, Larry and Sue Pruitt, two of our amazing coaches on our team that helped coach Susan to where she is now. She's kind of a one-man show. She uses her kids a little bit to do some help on the side, her husband as well. Steps in from time to time. He works full time in pastoral ministry, but they've managed to sell in 2021, the most recent full year, as I'm recording this, they sold around $400,000 of total inventory. 330,000 of that was on Amazon, the rest on eBay. She's got a cool system that she's developed for both. We talk a little bit about books today, selling books on Amazon, if that's good place to start. We talk about the, the negatives and the benefits of that model. We talk quite a bit about how she finds replens, the tools she uses, the strategies she uses to find these great products that sell over and over again. And we define what a replen is from her perspective as well today. So if you're brand new and you don't know what a replen is, don't worry, we'll dive into that. So I think that is... All I have for the introduction, hang out for the end, towards the end of the episode today. I love we talk a little bit about investing in yourself, how much you should invest, the value of investing, and how our culture kind of looks down on certain investments, but not other ones. And why is that? I thought that was a valuable part of our conversation today too. Because if you're looking to invest in something, I would argue one of the best investments you can make is in yourself. The leadership journey of launching and growing a business is one of the best investments you'll ever make. So we contrast that a little bit to some of the other things that are going on in the world right now. But I think you're going to enjoy this episode. Let's get Mrs. Susan Gilbert on the line. So Susan, welcome to the program. Thank you, Jim. Glad to be Great here. To Thrilled here. to be here. Oh, it's an honor for me as well. Looking forward. I know a little of your story, but let's dive into it. Sure. Well, I started listening to your podcast in earnest in early 2020. I had been selling on eBay for, I don't know, 20 years or so, long enough to receive Jenny Hunt's holiday toy list on my AOL, you know, way back when. And Wow. I, yeah, that's a know, long time ago. <laughs> that's a long time ago. But uh, I had, you know, heard your name way even back then through Jenny. And so really those 20 years I've just spent garage selling and putting things on eBay, religiously reading Jenny's little list back then and looking for the, the little toys that I could find at garage sales and sell on eBay. And, you know, in the meantime, be able to stay at home with my kids and homeschool and my husband's in ministry. So um, life was pretty full, is pretty full actually. Feel, so, me, feel me in a little bit because I, sure. I love to hear the homeschool meets entrepreneurship and I'm a pastor's yes. kid too. So I've got a heart yes. for what it means to be a PK. Yes. I, I, just to throw a little thought in there. Uh, my dad, what do you always say? Doctor's kids can be sick for nothing and pastor's kids are good for nothing. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've heard that actually. Yeah. Uh, something yeah like that. I, you know, we've, Maybe the exception to the rule, but you know we've had a, a beautiful ministry story uh, these last twenty five years. My husband has served in one church, one church only. Wow, that's uh, the rare. The past twenty five years, it's rare. It was his dream. Guys. They they love us, Jim. No, that's I'm just awesome. Kidding. It's I'm it's sure been a do. fabulous. It's been a fabulous twenty five years, just in one congregation to you know see it through, start to finish, the lives of 
babies to teenagers to growing up, going away, yeah. grandparents who we knew as, you know, 30 somethings. It's it's been a great journey. So adding, wow. you know, eBay into all of that was just a great way for me to stay pretty available to mm-hmm. the needs of ministry, the needs of my kids, homeschooling as we were going along. And so I had so much fun selling on eBay. I I absolutely loved it and still love it, still do it. But um, in March 2020, of course, all garage sales stopped with COVID. And so I had a friend of mine had said, you know, back this was back in January, you Susan, I really think you might enjoy adding Amazon to your portfolio of reselling, to which, you know, it's just kind of, I don't know. I don't think I could learn it. It sounds so complicated. I just, I just don't think I can. And so my friend was like, you know, just listen to Jim, go back to those podcasts, listen to some of the people through those podcasts, which I did. And so I started having a growing excitement about maybe exploring you know, selling on Amazon again. And lo and behold, in March, when the whole world shut down, and that included my sourcing for me, which was just garage sales and thrift stores, you know, I looked at my husband and said, you know, maybe now really is the time to look at what it would be like to sell on Amazon. We have time. There's really nothing I can do, you know, with eBay right now. So maybe I should should just learn, try to learn. And to which he said, you know, if you end up doing it, great. I'm right behind you. But I think just learning a new skill would be a fun adventure for both of us. So we bought the pack course and I started out with Jimmy Smith's replan course and sat in my front yard in a big lawn chair, you know, while everything was shut down and watched, you know, every little morsel that I could get out of out of Jimmy's course. So we got our nerve up and I got my Amazon account and we got started in August uh, for the first thing I sent a shipment of books that all got lost on the way to Amazon. Oh no. Yeah. It's but the great part was I think that whole that whole group of books was worth about eleven hundred dollars because I had happened to find a couple of books that I thought had value. And so an empty box arrived at the warehouse and Amazon wrote us a check for the value of them. So we said, okay, well, this is some money back, probably quicker from Amazon than if we had had to wait to sell them. So let's just send in another shipment and see what happens. Wow. Well, give me, the, so, give me some more numbers there. So how much yes. money had you put into the books? How much time finding them? And then Amazon reimbursed you guys, it sounds like, which... The vast majority of the time, that's exactly what they do. You hear about them. Yeah, I mean, I've had I've had great experiences with you know the fairness of Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know, I've sometimes it takes a little work to get there, but you know, my experience with them the last eighteen months or so has been very fair. And I, yeah. of course, really you know sometimes I know maybe the public persona of Amazon is a huge big company that don't care about their sellers, but you know. I think actually they do. It's, you know, it's the main street of the world for, you know, small business owners. And so, you know, keeping that going is a very hard and special thing to do. And I've... Yeah. yeah. I, I, I have a great experience them very for it as well. You know, I've, I've met people who work at corporate and talk to them. And it's not like they have this evil plan where they sit in these dark right. rooms and rub their hands right. together. Like, how are we going right. to mess over the cell? They're right. there to serve customers and create a great experience. Yes. That's right. And, there's a price to do that in all businesses. That's you know, there's exactly sacrifices right. and difficulties and challenges. And there's, I always say, if we had brick and mortar businesses, we'd have shoplifting and inventory loss. That's right. That's right. That's goods right. Sitting on the shelf. And that's right, that's Jim. Part of business, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Just part so, of part of the journey. Mm-hmm. But what were the numbers so, on those books? Yeah. I'm just curious, so, just because that was so, your first yeah. experience. That was my first experience. Well, we have a lot of Goodwills where I live, and we have some Goodwill yeah. bookstores, and so I had honestly just gone into those bookstores, and I, probably the value of that first shipment in seventy dollars. Yeah. I were guessing seventy dollars. And if so, it all had sold at what you were if asking, it all 1, sold, it would have been eleven hundred. So. Mm-hmm. And they sent you a check for eleven hundred. Yeah, not bad. 
way to go, Amazon. Yeah, way to go, Amazon. It was a great way to get started. And just, to, sure. it was a, you know, it wasn't our dream to have, you know, an empty box show up to the warehouse, but, you of know, course. it did get us some cash to go back out again and, you know, try, really try to put that $1,100 into, we did have some more books to send in and I still send in books occasionally, but, you know, to go out and really try to find some replants and follow the course that Jimmy had kind of Beautiful. put together. Well, let me, yeah. let me take us on a couple of the sidetracks here for just sure. a moment that I think will provide value to, to a lot of folks. One, I want to talk about books a little bit more because that's where your story started. And I've learned yes. my lesson that as soon as you create a little excitement on this show about a topic, suddenly we're going to get a whole lot of people going, oh, books, cool, teach me books. Yes, so I want to make sure yes. we're thorough there. And mm-hmm. then the other one is you've got a 20-year perspective on e-commerce, yes. which I didn't realize that's right. prior to this interview. Yes. So I always enjoy the eBay versus Amazon contrast compare. I love them both. We sell on eBay still. Yeah. But I remember, let's see if you do. Well, did you ever go to any of the eBay live events by any chance? You know, I didn't. You didn't. Okay. No, I I didn't. I've been sort of just a little cowgirl over to the side with eBay. Just, you know, just the little simmering pot, you know. Yeah, that's how most people used it. A few extra bucks on the side. That's right. That's right. And I was in pretty heavy, you know, initially. But the thing I remember about eBay, and you've had your experiences with Amazon now too, and you can contrast the two, is when I first started on eBay, there would be days I'd wake up and log in and my account didn't exist. Or <laughs> I'd wake up and I'd been suspended and there was no one to call and no email address. And then the next day it's back again. Or the whole site was down for yes. four days, right? Like, And so I hear people complain about yes. Amazon. It's like, I can't refresh my statistics. It's been eight minutes and they're losing their mind. Like you have no so idea, <laughs> right? Do you remember yeah, those days? So true. Absolutely. I mean, we had to dial up, you know, to access eBay back then. So, I mean, you know, it yes. took, took us 20 minutes to even get on a good day to even access right. eBay. So, anyway. so as you process through, yeah. and I know eBay's improved over the years for sure, but just sure. thinking through, like, from my perspective, I find Amazon to be infinitely easier to deal with when there's a problem. Than yes. I ever did eBay. Now, I, eBay is maybe 2% of what I'm doing now. It used to be yeah. like 80. So I'm a little tainted in this direction. But you know, with no preset agenda here on what I hope you say, I'm just curious, right. like, what is your experience now? No, you're my experience, both. yeah, I'm, I'm definitely juggling both. And I would say they're both very accessible. I had to call eBay and Amazon actually last night, both about problems and within... 30 seconds, there was an agent on the phone for eBay, worked something out for me. And then within 30 seconds, there's a Amazon rep ready for me. So, I mean, my experience, I'm not saying that's everybody's experience, but I'm on the phone with both of them probably daily. They yeah. might be a little sad they ever gave me their phone numbers because I use them <laughs> so frequently. But um, I find them to most of the time, you know, Everybody has a bad day, but sometimes, you know, sometimes you may need to cheer them up too. And so, you know, just having conversations with the support that's on the other side, you don't know what that individual is experiencing that day either. So Mm -hmm. it's just important to keep in mind, these are people, you know, they're representing huge companies, but, you know, they're most, most of the time you realize everyone's doing the the very best they can you know, to, yeah. to bring about a solution. Sure, sure. And, and I think they've put a lot of money in both both companies have. You know, we're kind of comparing them as yeah. they're apples to apples, but just for pers- point of perspective, in case someone's kind of new around here, Amazon's the gorilla in the room now. Obviously, they're half of all transactions right. in the US online. Any yes. day. eBay is maybe a 10%. Of all transactions, I, I was going to say seven or eight percent. I think for some reason, eleven percent was going through my mind. Greg yeah. Perry could probably tell us right exactly. now. I think that's where I heard it right. from. But, but just, so you, um, just so you know, the that's difference a between pretty the good two comparison. Volume. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, so that's why we spend a lot of time on Amazon. That's right. And, and the replens model works there, which is a great introductory yes. level. So you're going to be in a good position yes. to kind of contrast the yard sale hunting versus yes. the replen model. I think we're going to go there yes. in a minute, but yeah. Great. Books, books. I want to hit yes, that sir. real quick. Yes. So correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. I haven't done books in a while, but here's what we're teaching most new students now is books are expensive to store, 
because of the limitations that Amazon gives you in their warehouses, it's not the opportunity it was, say, five years ago. If you're willing to mm-hmm. ship them yourself, you can still find some great books. And we that's even have exactly books right. that are reprints that we found. So I love a book that's a good oh, reprint. Oh, wow. I hadn't really thought about one, that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if they carry it off the shelf, you go buy two or three at a time and you can go buy more when you need it. It's a reprint, mm-hmm. right? But these one-off Goodwill 50-cent books that sell for $80, right? And a, a good model, but we don't start new sellers there anymore simply because they're heavy, the storage fees yes. at Amazon, et cetera. So talk us through that a little bit. You've done a fair amount of it. Educate me and the audience. Yeah. Well, for us, it was an accessible way for me to get my feet wet on Amazon. Of course. You know, financially, it was a low investment. And it really, the benefit of books for me was that it allowed um, me and my family to learn the process of shipping in, you know, how to scan something in, how to pack it, you know, how to prep something, how to get it to UPS or, you know, how to get it to the warehouse. It helped us get in the water without having to put a lot of money into, you know, sourcing, I don't know, maybe for us, you know, $80 was a lot to put, you know, to risk, you know, send it to the warehouse. But um, that's why I think it's still a a benefit, you know, especially if you do some research with, you know, your keepographs and can really see, okay, this one will move if I can send it in. If you have a reasonable, you know, expectation of, you know, a book selling, you know, there's few sellers on it. Why not? Yeah. Kind of Do you merchant thinking. fulfill books at all? Ship them yourself? In, in a yes. We've started, we've just started merchant fulfilling back in September of last year, which was a huge game changer for us because of the, the time it took, you know, you don't have to wait for it to get to the warehouse. You can mm-hmm. sometimes sell things from the store. You know, sometimes yeah. I will be in the store and listed and it's sold <laughs> before I even check out. So you're in the you know, checkout line. Yeah, really. Buying like, oh, the stuff that's, that's in your cart. This is selling while I'm standing <laughs> yeah. here waiting to buy it. So yeah, that's yeah. the benefit of merchant fulfill, which obviously that's for the listeners great. who won't know, you can ship it yourself to customers, which is the way you have to do it on eBay. Yes. When something sells, right. you put it in a box and ship it. Amazon lets you do the same thing. Or you can store it in Amazon's warehouse until it sells. That's FBA and they'll pay yes. you once it sells. But they charge you a storage fee. Since books are heavy, take up a lot of space. Yes, Sometimes it takes a few right. months for them to sell. We don't encourage you having hundreds or thousands of titles sitting that's on right. shelves at Amazon. No, that's right, Jim. That's right. Yeah. Good advice. So I think we buttoned that one up pretty good. Anything else we should hit on books before we move on? I think that's a nice and I would just say content if, in the course know, on this. Absolutely. If that's your comfort zone, you know, financially or otherwise, just if that's your baby step, take it. Mm-hmm. You know? I would just say, do whatever you can to get into the space initially. It's going to lead somewhere. You don't have to stay forever in books. You may only send in one shipment of all books like us. But, you know, if that's a baby step that you can take towards learning the process, you know, growing in your understanding of how FBA works or even merchant fulfilling, how how it's working on Amazon, do it. Yeah. Beautiful. Good advice. It is a nice low-hanging fruit starting point. to Yeah, look. that's right. Learn the basics of Keepa. Go back to podcast episode 369 and kind of learn why we talk about Keepa all the time. We're not going to spend a lot yes. of time there today. Yes. Be, it's, a, it's a power tool. Learn like your other Keepa. Tool. Learn that's your Keepa. right. A-C-K, ACK. Always check Keepa, right? Yes. Yes. So, all right. So let's keep the story going. You started sure. talking about the Proven Amazon course, replens. You know, take us through that part so, of your journey. Yes. We ended the year you know, I don't even know. I can't really remember. You know, it wasn't just fireworks or anything, but it was it was steady, probably somewhere between maybe three and six thousand dollars a month getting through the end of 2020. And I signed up to start coaching with Larry and Sue. And that began our 2021 where we felt like, okay, we've learned the process. I'm building the platform for ourselves. Let's try to start growing, growing the logistics. You know, let's really try to start plugging in the product. So last year, you know, through Larry and Sue's guidance and Kate Shaddock's continued guidance, we just kept working every month. And that's, you know, we ended the year with $330,000 in sales. And the interesting thing about eBay, just since we're talking about it, you know, there is sometimes a little bit of spillover. So if you're learning Keepa for Amazon, 
you know, demand is demand. And so some of it, you know, maybe I was gated on Amazon to sell a product, but I could see on the Keepa chart, there's a lot of demand for this. I wonder if it might sell on eBay. And so sure enough, that was a solution for us when, you know, while we're waiting to get ungated, auto or otherwise, you know, Mm -hmm. we just use eBay as a platform as well. Yeah, off the price tanked on a hot ASIN for us. We've done that frequently. We'll, We'll bump them over to eBay. It works, you know, who knows? So, you know, by the time we ended last year, if you put the two platforms together, we were over 400,000 in total sales, which was a little bit of a surprise to us, actually. So, you know, we, we just couldn't, we're still surprised. <laughs> wow, all of this works, you know? And so I really hope I can encourage listeners who are, you know, I am you in the sense of just the negative messaging. Oh, I'll never learn it. Oh, I can't figure out how to do it. You know, oh, you know, it's always going to be too complicated. You know, those are the voices that go through my head on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And so I I just want to represent you today. Like, you know, I didn't just plunge into this journey with just all kinds of confidence that I could do it. But, you know, actually doing it and taking the first step, then the next step, then the next one. You know, I hope that, you know, my story will encourage others. You know, if you're looking for that extra stream of income and you feel like, you know, I might, I might have a little knack for this. Just try it. Try it. Absolutely. You don't know what it'll, where it'll go. Yeah. Appreciate that encouragement because, you know, one of the other voices I think we hear in the head as well, it works for other people, but not me, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> yes. I, so what, what prior business and e-commerce experience did you have before you started experimenting with eBay? You know, zero. <laughs> I was guessing I, I, that, you know, that's where most people are. <laughs> you know, I, a lot, you know, oftentimes you do things just because you, you have a vision for your life and you're looking for the job to make that vision for your life possible. And so for us, I really, you know, didn't want to have to be leaving our home every day to be at a nine to five. I wanted to be available for the needs of things around here. And so that's where, you know, I just, I'm such a proponent of this business because really anybody can learn it. And if you have a kind of a vision for your life that kind of parallels mine, I'm anxious for you to try this because it really could be a venue for you to create reality out of the vision that you have for, for being home with your people. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the word I find myself leaning on far more than most people in our culture to describe what it is we've enjoyed the past 20 years is flexibility. Yes. It's literally the only thing we set a clock for weekly. Do you know what it is? You know what I'm going to say? Church. <laughs> yeah, church. Yeah, okay. You kind of be there. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it, walking in 45 minutes late, you kind of miss the whole point. So we set a clock for that. Other than that, you know, one of the games I get to play every day is guess what time it is when I wake up. And sometimes I'm pretty accurate. It's cool. But I kind of wake up and I have a nice window of an hour and a half different, depending on how tired I was the night before, what time I went to right. bed, I wake up. The flexibility, our schedule starts. You know, we've, we've got plenty of discipline built into our lives. Sure. It doesn't revolve around a clock though, or someone else That's telling right. us when to be, where That's to right. do, right? So talk That's us through right. that a little bit. I mean, the homeschool meets entrepreneurship. Spend yes. some time on that. Oh, I mean, every day is different, which is, you know, which I love. I, I love that. You know, my kids are older, older now. I still have two. One, one is about to graduate from high school. So his homeschool journey with me is coming to an end. But, and I have a younger one who's in 10th grade. So, you know, our homeschool days are winding down. But, you know, my favorite part of the life that we've had with them has just been, like you said, the flexibility of our lives to, you know, just kind of respond to what's happening in a given day. You know, if there's a trip that we want to be able to take as a family or something educational that's come up that, We'd really like to do, you know, we can do it. We can put things in, you know, e-commerce business side on hold. And I've, you know, I've absolutely loved that, you know, we've gotten to learn the eBay, Amazon life as a family. You know, that was something that was, I grew up the daughter of a realtor. And I I definitely learned a lot from watching my father, who was just a, he loved people so much. And that's, 
really what fuels the entrepreneurial spirit the most when you do genuinely care about the people around you and your community. And so watching my father, you know, just really kind of built the spirit in me. I I really want to serve those around me. And, you know, when you're shipping out products, dealing with customer service issues, you know, online, I really wanted to teach my children how to do that you know, how to think in someone else's shoes instead of just reacting, you know, oh, their expectations are too high. Oh, they should be happy with what what they got. We've really tried to spend some time as a family on just really trying to educate about what it means to go over and above for the people that you serve and to try to think like a consumer when a consumer is reaching out with a problem. So, you know, that's, Again, that's just been part of the flexibility of our schedule that I've loved, you know, bringing in these educational opportunities for my kids, for myself. We've grown as a family, learning how to navigate this crazy little business that I've had. But, um, you know, it's afforded us some opportunities that I honestly never would have dreamed of. Yeah, that's beautiful. Hey, have you integrated your kids into the business in some way? Sounds like you kind of have, or, or is it just the, you talking yes. about the lessons or do they do some of the work? Yeah, oh no, hey, they help me team? too. Talk us through your team. Yeah, so my team is my family and they're, my husband has limited involvement because, you know, he, we're not, we're not working to bring him home. Like, you know, a lot of families are yeah. wanting to everybody. He to has his calling. Time. Yeah, you're supporting He has his, his calling, calling and we right. work very hard preserving that first and foremost, before God. But he does help me. It's just, he he enjoys it. We enjoy doing things together. So, I mean, almost anything. So he, he's been involved in just helping me around the little rough edges. And, but my kids have, all of them have helped me with everything from prepping to research to shopping. And I've told them, you know, bring a friend in and I'll pay them. So if there's a friend in the house and I have a job, you know, which is almost every day, Jim. There's um, always something. You know, I will ask. There's always like, yep. hey, you guys want to, you know, get on the clock and make a little money today. And sometimes they say yes, sometimes they say no. But um, but so far, that's that's been my team. So that's one of our goals for this year is kind of building a little more predictability into the help for you know, as it's you know, selling, you know, selling the amount that we're selling. You you definitely need more hands. So that's what we're working on, just bringing in, you know, my dream is just to have, you know, to be a job provider in some way for those in my community. So, you know, I'm hoping over time that it could grow enough so that, you know, this would be a, a way for even just a few people to have a job and to learn yeah, how to learn to how to start work. a business themselves. Absolutely. Grow Absolutely. your team. Yeah. But just so we don't lose sight of this is something I'm sure you're aware of. I have to remind myself all the time of this though, because... We live in the e-commerce. It's kind of an isolating yes. thing, e-commerce. It's like you're by yourself, your computer, your team, your family, your kids. And you're thinking, now this is something that provides for the three or four of us here. When in reality, as FBA sellers, eBay, you know, Amazon, this applies to all business owners, but it's that, that saying from Daniel Lappin, it's impossible to run a successful, profitable business without dramatically and positively impacting the lives of countless others. So you're already doing Excellent. incredible good for thousands Excellent of people quote. that you'll never meet. Excellent quote. Right? Isn't that beautiful? So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you are. It's impossible Dream. not to be. To run a profitable business is to lift the tide for not only your community, yes. but for thousands of people you'll never meet. Yes. Right? Even if you have a bad attitude doing it, <laughs> which is one of the lessons what was that yeah. uh, I think it was Wealth of Nations, Adam Smith, you know, talked about the angry butcher. Nobody liked him. He doesn't like anybody else, but he lifts the whole community because he provides, he runs a profitable business and provides meat, like all the good this guy does without intentionally doing it. It's so true. But there's something special when someone comes and they're on the team now and your lives kind of, you know, start to connect locally, regionally, seeing their face. Yes, yes, yes. So that's, I I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because right now you're in your house, right? I take it. We're in our house. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't, probably foresee us getting warehouse space um, because I like having everything located here. I mean, you know, our dining room's a wreck, Jim, you know, the garage is a wreck, (laughs) but uh, sometimes there's, you know, scissors on the floor, tape on the floor, you know, Mm -hmm. but I, I like it that way. I just, I like people just 
walking into our mess and sit down and start cutting, start taping and, you know, let's talk. It sounds like we have similar personalities, you know, because (laughs) this is where I go when people talk to me, Susan, about balance. Like, how do you balance it all? You know, balance this, balance that, balance, balance. I'm like, I don't see that word in the Bible a whole lot. That's where I go first. I don't know anyone ever talked about balance in the Bible, but I do see a whole lot of integrating life you know, yes. I don't know. It, it, maybe you've heard me say it before, but I like those moments when I don't know if I'm being a good child of God, a good husband, a good dad, or a good business owner, because I'm doing all of them at the same time. Yes, Though, I try to that create as is, much that of that as I can. Perfect quote. It's yes, so that's out of exactly balance. Right. There's no that's balance right. there. It's like it's all mushed in. Yes, right? and it sounds like we're doing we're doing done. all the yes we're doing all the things at once. You know, we have you know my friends, college friends here, and we're doing counseling and chatting, you know, while we're, you know, Mm -hmm. prepping and sending it in and we're, you know, taking phone calls from needs at the church while we're, you know, researching. It is, it's just this one big ball of yarn. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you could make a case like, oh, you know, do you have good boundaries? And, you know, maybe you should have things a little more compartmentalized, but, you know, I definitely see some wisdom there, but at the same time, I mean, it's just really me. I mean, this is the way We've run it for so long and it's all just one big, happy, beautiful mess. Yeah. But, it, but heading in a good direction, impacting lives positively that's as you right. go. That's right. And that's right. I, I call it disciplined distractibility is kind of I operate in this state of mind where I'm heading in the direction. I know where I'm going. I don't know how yes. long it's going to take me to get there. Another word that yeah. I'm not a huge fan of, goals. I'm more about trajectory. I don't know at yes. what point I'll get there because I might so get distracted. Good, my kid might get sick. That's I right. Get sick. God might bring someone into my life that needs an hour of my day. Right? That's right. So I'm not saying I will be here by this point in time. Boom. As a goal. I bet I know the trajectory I'm heading in. I love that. That, that discipline that distractibility down. means if God or someone I love comes into my life at some point, you know, those doors are over here swing open and my daughter wants to show me something. I'm not yeah. so disciplined. At my task that I can't be That's right. distracted away for a moment and enjoy these fleeting moments we have with our kids and you yes. know the, the, the short, short those little blurs, bursts of moments you have with friends and people you care about. Yes. And so flexibility, right? Yeah. Take advantage oh, of I'm, it. I love that. Yeah. The whole trajectory idea, you know, it's easy to get discouraged when you, you know, have in your mind, I want to be at this point. I want to be at this point by the end of the year. But I mean, these are self-imposed goals. And really, if we could all kind of convert our thinking to the trajectory mindset, you know, don't just look at where you're not, but turn around and look at, look at what we did this year. You know, look how far we came. Look at all, look at our whole lives in one big view, you know, not just one number to define mm-hmm. our success from a particular mm-hmm. year for the next. But, and, you know, if we, we're talking about we words that we forward. see in the Bible, like, you know, goals isn't there a whole lot, you know, but words like remember are in there a lot. Yes. <laughs> Where were you 10 years ago, five years ago, yes, three months that's ago? Right. Are you better now? Be grateful. That's yes, right. You are. That's right. Come. That's right. You've accomplished. So try to look back as much as you look forward, you know, they put exactly that perspective, right. right? That's good stuff. I have a feeling we have a similar vantage point on some of these topics because, you know, we've yeah. both kind of lived this, seeing our kids grow yes. up, school, entrepreneurship, flexibility, yes. weather-directed decision-making. <laughs> like yes. Today's beautiful. That's it. Yeah, that's down. it. <laughs> right? We're out of here. Yeah. Yes. We're it's a beautiful thing. Off. Yes. Hey, we'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I want to tell you about a way to save a nice chunk of change on all your online shopping and in-store shopping by using discounted gift cards. We've got a new sponsor on the program with a free report they want to give you, no strings attached. Go to silentgym.com slash gift cards. That's silentgym.com slash gift cards, one word. It's in the show notes as well, that link. What they do is they put together a report that shows you all the places you can go to get great discounted gift cards. And they also offer the service themselves, selling gift cards to many online sellers, our community included. So it's a pleasure to bring them on board as a sponsor. Again, the link one more time, silentgym.com slash gift cards for that free special report. Let's get back to the show. 
have a feeling we have a similar vantage point on some of these topics because you know we've yeah. both kind of lived this, seeing our kids grow yes. up in school, entrepreneurship, flexibility, yes. weather-directed decision-making. <laughs> like yes. Today's beautiful. That's it. Yeah, all that's down. it. <laughs> right? We're out of here. Yeah. Yes. We're it's taking a beautiful the day thing. Off. Yes. It's well, hopefully we're inspiring some so people. And I, I, I hopefully hope. no one's discouraged thinking, oh man, my life's not like that. Well, take little steps in that direction. That's the right. beauty of this model. That's Maybe right. this is a good segue, Susan. You could talk to replens for people who yes. aren't familiar with it. What is it? How is it flexible? Talk us just, you know, if you're sitting down for tea with a friend you haven't seen in a while, what's this replens thing on Amazon? Replens by definition, just it's a product that you can get your hands on over and over that sells over and over. And so it's, you know, it can, it can be almost anything. Anything can be a replant. You know, as Kate had just said recently, there can be seasonal replants, replants that you sell, you know, two months out of the year, but next year you can sell those same products again, or, you know, sales cycles that you can kind of tap into, you know, oh, this store is going to be putting this product on sale. That can be a replant. So there's a lot of ways to build a repertoire of replen, replenishable products to sell on Amazon. You know, if you know how to, if you know how to read a keep a chart, you can figure out how to find a replen. That's right. So keep is an important skill for sure. Yes. In the replen journey. Uh, how many replens do you have and how do you find them? You personally, how are you finding them? I'm, you know, I'm finding them strictly through research on Keepa. Mm -hmm. So I will, you know, look at the stores around me. That's one way to source products, take pictures, come home, you know, put, run them through the Keepa chart. I have a grocery distributor that's working with me. And so I can go through that catalog and pull out different brands that they have available and just run it through the keep a chart. And if I'm seeing, oh, there's room for me on this ASIN, you know, there's not enough sellers to take the whole market. You know, there's scoot over a little bit, you know, maybe I, there's a little bit of room for me. Then <laughs> I love that's it. my replant. Yeah. So um, it's like we do in a crowded, uh, you know, we got a special guest at church this week. It's a little Fill the hey, scoot over. I'm making room yes. for me here, right? That's right. Yes, I've never heard it presented that way. There's not room for you. Yeah. So sometimes yeah, but you squeeze in. You, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that that's yeah. exactly right because sometimes you know one of the questions that comes up sometimes is like, oh, I'm looking at what other sellers are selling. Is that okay? I'm like that's the nature of replens. Is yes. <laughs> yes. stuff that yes. five, ten, fifteen. We're on ASINs with dozens of other sellers in some cases. Yes. So it's not about finding a product. The demand that's is so you. high. Yeah, yes. if it's selling 500 times a month, hey, jump in. You know, it's profitable. The buy box rotates. Everybody's having fun. What's right. one more seller? Right. That's right. That's, That's a right, lot of Jim. the game. What are some of the ASINs that you're on, you know, if, if you know off the top of your head, that have a lot of other sellers? Could you give us an example of one and maybe the price points just so people kind of get a feel for? Yeah. I mean, the, the force of Amazon has been a real surprise to me. I mean, in the sense of you think, could there be this much demand for something? And so we had a, a product that we had that was originally only available in the state of Florida, strangely enough, that I could get my hands on. And the demand for it was just so high. I mean, no matter what I poured into Amazon, it would just evaporate up. So, but there were, you know, 125 or more sellers mm -hmm. um, selling this one product and no one could keep it in stock. It was just popping, popping, right. popping out of there. So you're right. I mean, you, you don't know exactly, you have to, you know, weigh what am I sensing the demand is from the keep a chart? And, you know, what are, what are these other sellers? Are they selling out? Are they having to keep, you know, sending back in too? If they are, then I probably will be selling out too, you know? So why not just try it? You don't really know till you send it in. Yeah. That's another thing we haven't pointed out about replens yet. Not to go all in, you know, the proven Amazon course steps you through these things, but exactly testing right. small is part of it. Test yes. small. So when you first found that AC, you're like, whoa, 125 sellers. I'm going to send in two or three, I'm guessing, right? Well, what did you do? Yes. I sent in five. I sent yeah. in five and mm -hmm. it was gone in 30 seconds once it hit. And I thought, oh, maybe I should try 10. And so we tried 10 and those sold in 30 seconds. I thought, I wonder if I 
could find 20. And so, you know, that's kind of how, and so finally towards the end of it, you know, don't get discouraged if your replan has, you know, an end to it too. You know, every yes. replan sells for a while and eventually, I mean, maybe there are some out there that never, never die, but most of them end at some point and yes. you thank them for their service to you and you go to the next one, right? And so- And you walk by yeah. them at the store and you wait, like, oh, <laughs> right. I remember when. Remember I miss the you good sometimes. old days. Yeah. Yes, yes. Maybe we'll get you. together again sometime, you know, who <laughs> yes, knows? Sometimes you can, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you can, you can, you know, reignite that. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, but by the end of that little run, you know, we were probably selling two to 400 a week. Two or mm-hmm. two to four hundred units of that. So, um, yeah. you know, that was I, if I had had the skill set going into it, you know, and could have known earlier, we probably could have sold thousands a week. But um, sure. you know, sure. but it was part of it was part of my journey. It was part of learning. It was a great product to you know just be able to kind of get a feel for really the power of the Amazon platform. Yes. And one of the lessons I want to make sure and pull out, if it's not obvious at this point for the listeners is sometimes we go, oh, there's too many sellers there. And we walk away. No, that has nothing to do with the number of other sellers is irrelevant. It's how often can you expect to sell the profit that you're excited about. That's right. That's right. And if the demand is there, you know, you're helping, you're helping that selling team get product to where it needs to go. So, you know, it's, it's not always just a, competition sort of thing. You're sort of joining a selling team, taking that product to the world in a way. And so sometimes you're really needed on that team, you know, to get that product in. The way I envision it, and I actually heard this from a senior vice president at Amazon in a conversation I was privileged to get to have with a guy. I mean, this is the guy who reports to Mm. Bezos telling me, now it's been a couple of years ago, but he's saying, you guys are so much better at filling our shelves than we'll ever be. Talking about yeah, the third-party exactly, sellers, like we need exactly you. This right. is pre-pandemic. This is maybe three years ago, pre-pandemic, especially now, right? With bare shelves yes. and oversupplies yes. in Florida of things that are needed all over the world, and yes. we're the ones taking product from point A to point B. That's right. The uh, the equivalent. Well, I won't go into. It. I could soapbox on that, but there's huge value. There's a great soapbox there from point A to point B. That's right. right? That's right. And that's the value we provide. Yeah. You've, you've got you have you do have to learn to not apologize for your job. You know, sometimes Amazon sellers can get a little bit of a bad rap. I don't really know why, but um yeah. mm-hmm. people sometimes think poorly about the job you're doing. But really, you know, you want to say there are a lot, hundreds of thousands of people out there who for whatever reasons can't leave their home to go to a store to buy something and their chosen method is being able to order it online. And without the millions of Amazon sellers, that wouldn't exist. That ability to go to your computer and have something show up at your door in 24 to 48 hours, that would be gone. Yeah. And it's it's just a priceless service. come to take it for granted as a culture. Have have you ever heard the, the Hebrew example of hands and feet business models, hands and feet? Have not. So, just, since you haven't heard, those who have heard before, listeners, bear with me. I'm going to share for Susan's sake and for anyone else Thank who hasn't you, heard Jim. this example. This Tell is, me. Well, I, I love this. I got so excited the first time I heard this. This is a Daniel Lappin thing. He was saying all business models in the world, all the business models that have ever been, all the business models that will ever be from a Hebrew traditional biblical standpoint fall into one of two categories, hands or feet, businesses. Hands are when you create something, make something, build something, get your hands dirty, invent something, you write it down, maybe you're you're using your intelligence to create and mm-hmm. you know reflect God's nature. Very important lesson though, just as vital are the foot-based business models, moving product from point A to point B. Every bit is virtuous, every bit is necessary, create as much, if not more value than the first, because we all know the inventors whose invention sat in their garage because they never figured out how to market it, move how it. to move Try. it from point A to point B, a place of low perceived or actual value to a place of high perceived or actual value. Yes. The example he gives is a wa- an iceberg floating in the middle of the North Atlantic right now is of no use to anybody. Mm. If we 
somehow hook a chain to it and tug it to the middle of the Sahara Desert, suddenly we've changed dramatically the value of that optic just by moving wow. it. That's all we've done Incredible. is Incredible. Right? Incredible analogy. Huge yes. value created because we moved it. So here you were in Florida with a product that people all over the country want. And, and world, it's abundantly yes. available on the shelves there. Yes, yes, go, yes. Right? Yes. Now, I'm not going to beat up an old lady to take it from her, obviously. <laughs> I'd rather find a wholesaler or... Because yes. it, people say, well, where's that line in the sand where you feel like you're kind of like, you know, taking stuff from people? I say, if it's damaging relationships, you're doing it wrong. You should be That's enhancing right. relationships. Right. Go to the store manager and say, hey, you may have noticed I've been buying a lot of this. Yes. Is there I could place a bulk order. Maybe a discount. He's like, absolutely. Help us meet our quotas. The truck will be out back every Tuesday. Which, which is actually, right? I learned that from this podcast. And that's exactly yeah. what we did. And who knew? I didn't know you could do that until listening to this podcast. And just went and asked. And they said, yeah. well, sure, Susan, we'll be happy to order. How many do you I have? love it. I had what? no idea. You know, I had no that idea that was part of that story. That. Well, I yes. love that you, you enhance because business is here to enhance our relationships. So when you start feeling like you're damaging relationships, doing what you do, well, you're doing it wrong. That's right. <laughs> That's the exactly biblical lesson, right? right? So exactly how do you improve right. relationships? Communication, have a conversation. Why are you buying right. all those? None of your business. That damages a relationship, <laughs> right? right? Why are you buying all those? I need a whole bunch. I know so many people that need these. Do you think yes. you can help me get more? Well, yeah, of course. Let's place a bulk order. You, how about a discount? You know, like yeah. That's an enhanced relationship. Yes, which right. does infuse, you know, money into your local economy. So, I mean, the managers that have worked with me around here, you know, I think it's been a win-win because they're, you know, more seem more than happy to, you know, place these huge orders for us, and it's great for us. So, and it, there's one other mini lesson here too, you know, because you let me soapbox, I'll just go. But no, I this is an do important it, one because Please. you pointed you pointed something out. And I think it's it's important because sometimes you're like, oh, you know, all I really do is I like find stuff for five bucks at Walmart and you know sell it for 15 on Amazon. Like no virtue there. We kind of downplay in our mind the service we're providing. You've got to keep in mind the people you're serving, the convenience you're creating. That's right. Jeff That's Bezos right. did a great job of putting together uh, a letter that basically calculated the dollar value of the convenience that's been created by Amazon. It was billions and billions of dollars. We fuel that. The time saved, the fuel saved, the people that don't have to drive their car, right? That's fuel. (laughs) That's wear and tear on their... their, We're saving money time, right? So you you, you add all that up and we are creating tremendous value doing what we do. And you've got to find it as virtuous. This is the point I was going to make, but because if you don't see the virtue in what you do, modern psychology tells us this. People who have studied biblical truth for thousands of years have known it already, but modern psychology also now confirms that if you're engaged in an activity that you doubt the virtue of that activity, you don't find virtue in it, you see it as kind of a neutral activity even, lacking virtue or neutral, you're going to self-sabotage. You're going to undermine yourself. You're going to self-correct and try to get yourself back into virtuous territory, Hmm. meaning you're going to lose things, misplace things, make bad decisions. Think to yourself, this will never amount to anything when you know it could. You're going to self-sabotage. So you've got to connect in your mind the dots between what I'm doing and that happy customer. Imagine that mom, you're saving the day because the party's tomorrow and her kids wanted Toy X and you're the one supplying it, right? Yes. Yes. She's wanting to pay an extra eight bucks. You saved yeah. her a trip to Walmart for one toy. You know that would take two hours. Or the hours nurse who's you know getting off of work who doesn't want to go to the grocery store because she's exactly. been caring for patients all day. But you know she can have all of her groceries right there. You know whatever yeah. she needs. Yeah, that's so good. It's such an intuitive soul place. What you just said. I mean, we do self sabotage when we don't find the inherent value. And mm-hmm. so you know, again, this community. Oh, how I love this community, but it has really built that sort of messaging into this job. And that's one of just the the great values of, um, you know, the community that you've built, Jim. I mean, you've really done an amazing job infusing that sort of messaging into what we're all doing. And I'm, I'm so grateful. Well, thank you for that, Susan. I appreciate that, but I, I need to correct the messaging just a little bit because I think all I've done is surround myself with people who are capable of keeping out unbiblical business mentality and mm. 
processes from e-commerce and internet-based strategies. So if you can block out the stuff, it's like, ah, you know, that just there's a lack of virtue there. There's, that's not time-tested. That's not proven. There's not wisdom there. You block all that stuff out and you surround yourself with a group of people who are trying to do it based on timeless biblical truths of business, which there's so many. Apply that to e-commerce. That's all we've done is kind of stay out of the way. <laughs> I've stayed out of the way as best I possibly can with my own opinions. We all have them. It, and my guesses, you know, we can all guess. But you pay attention to what's working and you put it through a biblical lens. And that's what you end up with is this community. And, and to be real clear, Susan, I know this will resonate with you, but I want to be a part of not a group of Christians, although we tend to attract a lot, the people who are comfortable around timeless, tested, proven yes. values and virtues that's right. that just that's simply right. work. You know, we got Muslims, we got that's atheists, right. we got agnostics, we've got everybody in between. All are welcome, but that's the lens that we work through. That's right. That's right. That's easy to feel. Yeah. There's, awesome. and, yeah. And the inclusivity too. I, it's another mm-hmm. favorite part of the group. You know, I don't Absolutely. think I haven't experienced anybody who's ever felt unwelcome in yeah. the group. So. Well, I mean, I'm not afraid to say it. I did early on. This has been, I don't know, eight or nine years ago. I was at a business conference and I was presenting and I always tell them, hey, if you're going to bring me in, I'm, I use the only business book that I rep, my favorite business book to reference is the Bible itself. There's so much, yeah, it says twice as right. much about money and business as it does love that's and right. prayer. It's just right. it's an incredible business guide. Phil. I'm going to reference it a lot unapologetically. And sure. someone got really upset that I personally believe that the definition of marriage that the Bible gave us is one man, one woman for life. And I shared that. Oh, created such a firestorm. So many people upset, angry, disappointed. I'm it like, did. I yeah. It did. It, I'm like that's kind of disappointing that that uh, that's all it takes for us not to be friends anymore is I've got a definition of a word that's based on thousands of years of history and you use a different definition. Okay. I can live with that, <laughs> but they couldn't <laughs> live with it apparently. Yeah. So we've had boycotts and bans and interesting things happen. Sure. To our I've been called different things, but they're welcome here, but I don't think I'm welcome there anymore for some reason. Well, but we if can't, we have, you know, you can't help that, you know, but no, all you can be it. responsible for is what you're doing and you're, you know, open arms. And so you know, yeah. I've definitely, that's been my experience in this yeah. group. Yeah. The only people we throw out around here are people who come in and try to spam the group. <laughs> we yeah. carry a big old band hammer for them. Come in yeah. to sell something that we don't yeah. like. Who are you? What are you selling? Yeah. This is untested. <laughs> no, you're gone. Yeah. You get yeah. a hernia yeah. way onto the stage around that's here. Right. That's right. right. That's right. Um, but other than that, yeah, everybody is absolutely welcome. I'm glad we hit on that. It's been a while since I got a chance to share yeah. some of those things. Well, you know what? Here's one thing I forgot. I made a little note. Anytime yeah. we mention numbers, we need to be very specific and thorough. So you said you sold close to 400,000 approximately. And that was yep. the last full year we had, 2021. Last Here we are Correct. a couple months into 2022. Yes. But so 2021, what were your margins, your net margins? Approximate is fine, but we want to at least so address that. The net margins were probably, let's say my ROIs towards the beginning of the year were small, more like 30%. And that was one area that Larry and Sue really worked with me on getting that ROI, trying to push it, you know, try to hit a, you know, minimum of 50%, 80%, which is really was our goal going through 2021. So we ended the year with an average ROI of around, you know, more like 80%. And I would say our net profit on our profit and loss statement that we had, this was back in October when we had um, someone go through all of our numbers and show us exactly where we were. And I think our uh, net profit was around 15 to 20%. So that's what we- That's pretty typical. You know, put we away. See and, we see higher. That's typically yes. with higher price points products yes. and higher ROIs. You know, that's where you start to get yeah. up into 30, 35. But that's right. 15 to 20, that's kind of the- very solid That's for the us. Left edge of the left edge of the bell curve, I would say, of success stories, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, very solid it's been, for sure. It's been solid for us. We know how to improve and continue to grow, and we've got, you know, a healthy little nest egg there that we're continuing to roll into the business. So, great. Well, people can do do the math on that, but you know, twenty percent of four hundred k, you know, that's right. Let's put seventy eighty k in the bank, basically. That's right. Beautiful. About, that's well about done right. In 2021. That's yes. tremendous. And, and how many hours a week would you say you, your crew are working to make that happen? You know, Approximate. 
it's been, a, I've approached it as a full-time job. You know, I would say for sure for me, 40 hours a week, they're flexible. You know, they're not all nine to five, like we were saying, it might be mm-hmm. three hours in the morning and, you know, a couple in the afternoon, some at night, some days, 10 hours, some days two, you know, but I would say on average about around 40 hours a week. And then I've got my helpers. So, you know, they're working, probably my daughter's working 15 hours a week, something like yeah, that. But you, you deduct so, their pay. I, yeah. And so, yeah, I've been giving their pay so that we did, we haven't put that into our net profit. So that was kind of like a bonus for us, you know, points with airline tickets to see our parents, you know, that that's yes. another bonus for us. There's lots of ways to build value into the business. You know, when you're having to spend that kind of money, you know, there's all kinds of rewards for spending. And so we've taken advantage of every single one. So we've, there's some nice little rewards that have been built in. Absolutely. In addition so I, to what we've been able to put away. It, it sounds to me just here in the rough numbers, if we were to sharpen our pencils and do the math, somewhere between 30 and $40 per hour is what you're earning. On a very flexible lifestyle. I think that's lifestyle. about right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, I just we break, if we right. really broke it all down, you know, that we're hitting, you know, pretty close to reality, there, which yes. is a beautiful, flexible lifestyle business. You've homeschooled your kids. Well done, mom. Now, I heard you mention two kids. Was there a third or did you say two? I've got four. I've actually got four. One is married. And so we have actually have five kids, uh, our son in love, but uh, she, she and her husband don't live, you know, in proximity to us anymore. They're gotcha. 12 hours away. That's the need for the plane ticket. So yes. you know, okay. we've been able to take, you know, I don't know, 10, 10 flights together, either for me and my husband or one of my children to go and see them or to fly them to see us. So that, you know, for us has been a huge reward for this. So business. you're shopping with an air, I use an airlines card as well. When I yes. shop, getting two or 3% on that, I fly free. Anywhere, everywhere, yeah, all the time. That's right. right. No, Take that's that, Dave Ramsey, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, as long as you pay it off every month. Yes. You know? that, yeah. We, that's understood. We pay mm-hmm. it off every month. And so obviously, so there's there's no debt or anything like that. But, uh, yeah. but those points have been very valuable for us. Yes, you know, for it, gets sure. us to, it gets us to our people, which is yeah. you know, what our, a big value is for our family. You build those build those perks into your business. I, I was talking right. this conversation a couple of days ago. It's like, well, I've got this perk at work and I've got that perk. And, and I'm trying to justify leaving my full-time job and doing this instead because the numbers are getting big. And I said, you know, put a number to all those perks and build them in. What do you need? Right. Excellent. It, it all, those are all just numbers. Make it a math decision. You know, yes. that's uh that that's if so you can good. reduce if you can reduce it down to a math decision, then you can apply wisdom and just get out the calculator, right? That's right. Uh, that's right. So, is there anything else, Susan, that you wanted to share? I we kind of bounced around a fair amount. I think this was a tremendous episode. A lot of people will be encouraged by it, but I always like to I give the so. guest a chance. Oh, I'm sure they will. I know I certainly was encouraged. Yeah. But what else did you have on your mind? Anything else before we start? You no, know, I just only think that I, if I, the greatest advice that I would have to anyone who's, you know, working towards a reselling business of any sort is to pay for mentors. It is worth it. Pay for mastermind groups, pay for coaching, pay for, you know, any sort of expertise that you can get your hands on. It's going to come back tenfold to you. So, uh, you know, one story that I was, as I was thinking about this podcast, I was remembering a story Jason Miles had shared about being in high school and wanting to learn how to play the guitar. And so he took lessons from somebody locally, but his friend's mom in high school took him to LA to, you know, take lessons under a famous guitarist. And he said that the recital at the end of that year was you know, really telling because the guy who had gone to LA to take lessons from, you know, the famous guitarist, you know, just got up there and jammed, you know, through the whole recital was amazing. And so using that principle really with anything in business and really with anything in life is super important, but particularly when it comes to, you know, learning how to, you know, use a platform like Amazon, it will not be a waste you're on the fence about, oh, should I invest in this community? Should I invest in this mentor? Just go straight forward without any kind of regrets. You're going to absolutely get your money back and grow as a person. 
from those kind of relationships. So that's that's the best advice I can give somebody who's really looking at, you know, trying to get into the, especially selling on Amazon or yeah, eBay, I, you know, any of these platforms. Find I appreciate a great that mentor. so much too. You know, it, it, I'm often puzzled at a culture that will encourage and even look cross-eyed at a young person who isn't willing to go tens of thousands of dollars into debt for a degree that may or may not ever actually be of any use to them at a college, you know? That's right. There's still some valuable degrees out there. I'm not anti-college, but man, that that number keeps creeping up on me on the percentage of useless degrees that we seem to be capable of inventing and coming up with out of thin air. And people are excited and applaud when you put on your cap and you get your piece of paper that says... I understand 18th century pottery now. It's like, you've read some books. It's like, come on. But yet they'll look at a $2,000 or $5,000 investment into working directly with an expert who can launch a business truly an investment that can change your life very quickly in a relationship that's hard to value. And like, oh, that's that's one of those e-commerce business scams. It's like, no, if they've got a proven track record, and that's something I'm so proud of here, Susan, and why I do interviews like this, 90% of podcast interviews are interviews like this. People who have learned the stuff that they do from our community, from our content, and where they're telling their stories. That's a safe investment if you're ready to do the work. And I would go so far as to say this. I know this with 100% certainty that without those relationships, without that, you know, experienced mentor speaking over my life in this, we would have given this up right after the check came from the empty box, you know, of books. We would have given it. I wouldn't even know how to get that check. I wouldn't even know how to do that. So the box would have showed up empty that we would have said, oh, of course we knew this wouldn't work, you know, walk away. So, Mm -hmm. but no, we had the, we had the mentors in place to help us walk through these situations and keep encouraging us, you know, with low sales in a month. No, you know, keep going. You can do it. You know, find those relationships, invest in them. Just like you're saying, I mean, we've, my husband has said to me, you're an Amazon college. And that's really how we've looked at it. You know, this is Amazon college for me. And so um, we've invested with no apology. And I wholeheartedly recommend anybody who's thinking about trying, trying to do this, you know, scrape up those dollars and put them right into someone who can really help you and speak over your business. You're going to grow as a person too. Who cares about the business on one hand? You're going to grow in your skill sets for a million things. So do it. It's a leadership journey. Yeah. That's right. It is a leadership journey. That's right. Yeah. One of the best investments you can make is in yourself. You've heard that. Invest in your health, invest in your, your relationships, invest in a business. It builds so many incredible things inside of you that you can't possibly anticipate. That's so many right. great lessons. And before we started recording today, we said it's kind of like climbing a mountain, you know? Yes. It, it, it surprises, yes. challenges, but ultimately you find yourself on this incredible new place that you didn't anticipate. And you, it was so worth the incredible journey. But then I love yes. another mentor of mine said, you'll look around and you realize, oh, wait, there's another peak right there. There's always another peak as the air kind of clears, you know, the mist. That's with right. Another mountain to climb. But yeah. it's such an incredible leadership journey. And, and we want to yes. be here. And this is what we, I've got to do this for 20 years. We've been coaching for 17 years, 7,000 plus students. Unbelievable. And so the, just the, unbelievable, the relationships. Jim. Unbelievable. The that, oh, it is. I can't believe this is my it's life. Amazing. I never would have anticipated it. If someone had asked about me 20 years ago. all of those businesses you've started all over the world. It's just Well, it, it, and I, can, I just, I reject taking any credit for any of it, except again, being a filter, a, a decent, not even a great filter, just a reasonably <laughs> adequate filter of a pretty good filter. We're gonna say uh, that a pretty. A, good you filter. can. I don't know. I'm still working on it because every time I think I'm decent, I find a huge hole. I'm like, how'd that get in here? Right? You know. So, but it's like here's the biblical principles that are guiding us. Here's the possibilities of e-commerce, meshing them together, creating opportunity as best we can um, with God's help. So. That's Great right. people like you popping up out of the uh, right. the community saying cool things, man. That's a that's a treasure for me for sure. Thanks, well, I appreciate Jim. it, Susan. This was time. This has well been spent. fun. Thank you so much. It absolutely was. So, you planning on coming to the event in August? Do you know yet? Oh, I'm going to be on there. Your calendar. Are yes, you? Awesome. It's on the we calendar. don't know the date yes. of the city yet, but we said said circle mid August. Keep it clear. We have, so we circled it. 
It's got a circle, <laughs> mid-August. Yeah, I'm really looking forward Beautiful. to it. That's great. We'll, we'll get a chance to, to meet uh, your husband, uh, Paul, right? Yeah. Yes, that's right. And Paul. Cool. Have you guys there, maybe some of the kiddos. It's going to be a cool location. We're going to be announcing that soon, hopefully. But Can't all right, wait. Well, God bless you, Susan. Good hanging out with you. God bless you too, Jim. Appreciate it. I'm going to talk to listeners for just a moment. Hopefully you guys got a lot out of this. And uh, Susan was a tremendous guest. I could have listened to her just go into much more detail. Maybe she'll be a coach on our team at some point. I think there's been rumors of that. Have I heard those? I've I've heard a rumor. (laughs) It could be coming down the pike. So that's awesome. So yeah, that would be beautiful. Yeah, the two requirements around here to be a be a coach on our team are one, succeed doing the things that we teach, and the other, have a giving teacher's heart. Which I think we all know. We can check that box safely. Probably on both of those at this point. Hey, welcome to the coaching team, Susan. Let's do this. So, Thanks, Jim. But that's how we find our coaches around here. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, that's you, you know, another stream of income. And we pay our coaches in the industry better than anyone else I know, which is why our coaching program isn't cheap or free. We charge a little that's bit. Right. It's a great investment though. So like Susan pointed out today, there'll be a link in the show notes to our coaching program. Go check out jimcockramcoaching.com. There's a link at silentgym.com too. And you can find us there. Uh, But I think I'll wrap up here just by saying God bless all the business building warriors out there. You know, we're in your corner. We're supporting you. We're rooting for you. We think you're a hero and a champion for building a business online. And Susan, certainly cool hanging out with you today. Thank you, my friend. Same, Jim. Thank you so much. Yeah. God bless everyone. Talk to you all soon. Bye then. Hey, before I let you go, one last reminder about an easy way to save money on every purchase you make online or in stores by using discounted gift cards. There's a free special report that's been set up by our latest sponsor, Arbitrage Card. You can get this report. tells you how to go find these great discounted cards. Go to silentgym.com slash gift cards. That's silentgym.com slash gift cards, all one word. The link is in the show notes as well. Go grab that report. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.